0: You're listening to the Jaybird Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-host Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jaybird Bird Watching Podcast.
1: Good evening blue jays fans and welcome to another evening of jaybird watching we're in the midst of literally wrapping up a game as we speak here in oakland because it's labor day here in the states so there's all these weird wonderful day games on a what's a monday off for most people except apparently if you work at a ballpark <laughs> so, on that note fellas
0: how we doing this afternoon uh, doing, all, doing, doing okay here in canada it is also labor day so we do get a long weekend as well so Glad the weather is getting uh, it's getting hot. So maybe it's one of our last hot days before it starts to cool down. But uh, yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, uh,
2: one more day before the kitty winks head back to school. Um, so of course you're trying to cram as much crap as you can, organize, uh, declutter, all of that fun stuff. So it's been a weekend of that, and uh, it's my father's 80th birthday. So we're having a big, we're calling it cake and steak tonight.
0: Uh, yeah,
2: love it. Good. Two of, two <laughs> of my favorites. We're crushing that tonight. <laughs>
1: Sounds like a perfect uh, evening. Uh, Meanwhile, I've been painting all weekend, and my shoulder is already not working to begin with. But no, keep painting all weekend. That was really good for it. There you go. So, so on that note, guys, we were just talking that this game was getting near wrapping up, and um, the Blue Jays were tied three to three, went to extra innings, and now it's six to five. So two run blast for somebody on the Oakland A's. I didn't see who hit it, but then again, it's an insert name here for the Oakland A's these days. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: apparently it's <laughs> me though, Frank. Apparently it's me who hit the home run.
1: Yep. So it's becoming a tight one again. So but Romano's still on the round. He gave up the home run a minute ago, but hopefully he'll be able to lock this down and get everything going. But let's talk. The main elephant in the room this week is the fact that the, the Toronto Bisons are apparently the new yeah. catalyst for this uh Toronto Blue Jays team, and um, I point to a specific trio in what we've seen from Davis Schneider. Bernie Clement has also came up and done really, really well. And to a certain extent, you can even say Hyunjin Ryu was quote-unquote a bison who's been part of this uh, part. And then Spencer Horowitz has a ridiculous day the other day too. So um, Jason, kick us off. What are you thinking with all these kids coming up and just destroying all these pitchers? And I can't say it's because of the teams we're playing either.
2: No, I mean, it's, you know, I I think it was fortunate that they did um, make those moves or some of those moves while they were in Colorado. Um, You know, ball does fly a lot there. And um, two of those guys, you know, like Spencer Horowitz doesn't hit a lot of home runs, but he barrels a ton of baseballs. And if you're, if you want to be in a park where a ball that gets barreled is going to get down and give you some extra sacks, then it's definitely Colorado's a great place to start. Uh, nice to see that he was able to carry it over i don't know if you guys saw that or not he hit the home run that he hit um is the fifth longest hit by a jay this year and it's in the top i think it's in the top 15 for total distance of a home run hit this year by any player um which is cool and if you watch the replay it's just like i was talking about like he doesn't swing all that hard he just gets every piece of the barrel on the ball um you know physics wise yeah he's yep. a he's a physics baseball physics that you know dream um you know not too big fairly strong barrel a ball you know and, and you can do as many equations as you want but I guess he has also hit the most home runs uh at under 105 um exit velo um there's a cool geeky stat for anyone who's uh scoring at home um but I mean what can you say really what can you say like it's so interesting to see these guys play so well and see guys like, like belt and and Springer and just all the other guys around them are being brought up by these guys, these, these, you can't really call them kids very well, but I mean, let's call them kids for, for lack of a better term. I mean, it's, it's been so refreshing and so much fun to watch. Um, You know, just, just phenomenal. They're doing a great job in Buffalo. That's all I can say.
0: Hey, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that you know what our development league is actually doing a great job because to have not just one player start to really pick up the slack and just start to really shine like Schneider, but when you have like you had Horowitz and, and everyone else kind of contributing as well, it shows that we're pulling in the players at the right possible time. Right. So I think that's very important, especially since you know, like uh Bichette's still gone, I think Chapman's still still down as well, and then Jansen's now gone. So, you know, hopefully they'll be back soon. But it's nice to know that we have some good players that can kind of pick up the slack and continue our momentum that we have. Cause for these next few games, we should be winning, right? I'm happy we're winning now. not on wood that we don't lose it. Um, is that uh, we should be being the athletics. So, you know, in fact, there's a little bit of drama, just uh, trying to close it out. It worries me a little bit, but I know like to hear that our players that we have uh, brought up are, are trying to shining.
1: Yeah. And I think it's crazy to the fact that, you know, even in the midst of that too, you also have, Kevin Biggio's had a great performance today. Right, yeah. And, and, and let's I, not he let's a,
2: not gloss over Schneider either. I mean, this kid oh, yeah. is I mean, it's it's insane what what this guy is doing. I, it blows my mind.
1: Blows the mind, period. And um, I was I had it in front of me, but then I changed the screen. Um <laughs> uh, I was pulling up his stats for what he's done since he came up. He's batting 360, yeah, you know, 18 hits five home runs, 16 RBIs, 11 walks, and eleven and 17 strikeouts is the more impressive Crazy. of those numbers, I think, because the fact that he's actually not going up there is trying to run into something. He's going up there looking for something to do damage on, not, you know, he's letting the game come to him is always the uh, mantra, right? Yeah. Go ahead, Ken. See, and I see you doing the fist pump up there.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. We just <laughs> ran a into a double play. Down. We actually won, so.
1: Game over. <laughs> there it is. We actually finally closed this game out with which, oddly enough, was that
0: kind of visual? So I saw playing shortstop for a second there. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> or is it Because he was playing third. You know, like we've been always kind of ragging on him throughout the entire season, you know, where he was kind of up and down, up and down. When he's up, we want him to stay sure up because he's just, uh, you know, that's the visual we want to see. We just wish it was more consistent throughout the year.
1: Yeah, yeah to that I, point, as far as it goes, you know, I think the reason Ken on that is he, he came up with Bo and Vladdy. And at that time, he was one of the big guys, too. He was the MVP for the Fisher Cats the year they won the title of Mayo back when they were coming up through the minor leagues. So it was just as much hype on him as much as it was, too. So go ahead, Jason.
2: I was just going to say uh, the one thing that it does... Um... It does help, I think, for next year is it's showing that the more Biggio plays, the better he is. So, you know, I feel like he becomes a really, really, really tradable asset for next year and allows the Jays to really get creative with what they could potentially be looking for back from Biggio. Um, I also feel like you know it, it, it's it's good for him, and it's good going into a potential you know this this sort of playoff run we're headed you know sort of teeth long into right now. You know you've got the confidence to know that if Biggio has to play ten games in a row, he's going to get better every single game. You know as the as that stretch goes on. So I mean it's all positive. Uh, you know I know we kind of we kind of you know joked at the start of the year when he was struggling, but. I mean, he's a good baseball player, and good baseball players will find their way to 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 having good days, and and so hopefully he can keep that that pumping and rolling. While there are the injuries we do have, yeah. In the midst of um talking, Bison's
1: call ups doing doing good here, and uh, getting some of our bench players to actually perform too. I do want to make sure I give credit where credit is due to the fact that Santiago Espinal has also been on fire over the last week. It's got seven hits and only a double, but he's drove in four too. But you know you miss him in this lineup what with, with Bo and everybody gone. you know it's good to see that he stepped up in that time as well, yeah to yeah. your point, they need somebody to step up, and I think they got a collective uh group that stepped up this time instead of waiting for the one person
2: to do something. I know they've lost a few, you know, like sort of in between, but do you guys not feel like maybe that the Jays are, are really starting to hit their stride at like, this is the perfect time for them to really, and I know they struggled through this game and they struggled the other night to get a win, but I feel like, you know, they're, they're, Everybody's sort of pushing forwards right now. Vladdy's playing better. You know, Espy's playing better. Jansen was playing great again until he got I mean, the guy is just a pinata this year. Like yeah. can't can't stop getting hit. Um and he'll come back you guys, being a freaking MVP though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well cat, he, hit, right? he, he gets it's hit in the them. hand. He gets hit in the hand and then hits a four hundred and sixty foot bomb into the into the California or into the Colorado night. Like while well, his hands broke yeah. with a broken hand. Nonetheless. Yeah. And so, well, you
1: saw what he did the other day, too. There was that, you know, typical Angel Hernandez horrible strike call that was uh should have been a strike three on him. Yes. Yeah, you know, and then that was right after he almost took one in his ear. <laughs> and I think that's why he didn't get the call because that's just Angel Hernandez-isms in a, you know, in a nutshell right there. And yeah. uh then he puts one in the left field seats. So... It is what it is, yeah. but it, it's it been very intriguing to see what this team is doing, and Jason, I do agree that they I feel like something is cooking. I just don't feel very comfortable with it yet because yeah. of what's been going on last week.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, but I'm trying to be poly positive right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I'm
1: excited. I'm just, like, going into extra innings against the Oakland A's right now. It's like, come on, why, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well,
2: I think it's well, aren't the A, the A's are super hot right now too and um I mean it's interesting cuz I didn't get to see the end of the um uh I could go look probably but did uh, the, did the Mariners win? They were getting um they were getting the bowled up. Mariner. Um you know, it's 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 interesting to to sort of see how they did lose. Good. I mean yeah. um Yeah. I mean, you know, the races are getting tight and we're going to start to see some, some craziness. We're going to see some games where, you know, where, where Texas comes into, to, to Oakland and and loses two of three. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of stuff that happens right now because um, the A's are playing with house money. There's a lot of teams that are playing with house money, you know, and don't sleep on the rays right now. They're quietly turning their season around, um, you know, things are going to get really interesting over the next three weeks. And then after that, it's just bedlam. Like it's, so I feel, I feel like got, coming in, it's going to be insane.
1: If you want to get to scoreboard watching here, guys, the Tampa Bay, oh, no, sorry. The Tampa Bay Rays ended up losing to the Red Sox today, seven to three. The Cincinnati Reds beat up on the, uh, Seattle Mariners won six to three. Uh, the Texas Rangers got destroyed by the Houston Astros at 13 to six. And the Texas Rangers also committed two huge errors in that game. So it really doesn't look like they're playing their best baseball right now either. Um, so it's just is what it is. I think at this point, right? there's, yeah. there's some good baseball to be played here and the things are falling in the Blue Jays favor enough that the their destiny is actually in their control. And, Ken, yes. I think that's the big mantra for the rest of the season. They have to do their part, and it seems like the rest of the Major League baseball pieces might fall into place if the Blue Jays do what they need to do here.
0: Absolutely. It's the only thing that we can control, right? We can't control how the other teams play, right? We, we have to rely, focus on ourselves as long as we're doing our part. You know, well, let's you know make sure that the other teams don't do as well or they don't peak or they peak at the wrong time so that when we actually play it in the playoffs, they've already – gone past their peak and now they're just kind of scratching and clawing again so you know like i said we're we're doing it and we're doing it without a you know some key pieces which is great um let's just hope that those key pieces don't aren't injured during the last few uh, games before the playoff run
1: yeah and in the midst of that too i heard uh boba shet might have been doing some running and stuff during the interview or the game today and some things like that too. So there might be some good pieces coming back here in the right direction too. I was trying to find yeah. it really quickly here. If there was anything on update news for the actual injured players, but um, not finding it really quickly. But to that point, guys, um, we got Chad green the other night who's been 50, 50, but yep. I'm fine with that. It's still another yep. veteran arm yep. in that bullpen. That's always intriguing. All the right things seem to be going into the right places at the time, and if we get Bichette and Jansen back and Matt Chapman, who is supposedly getting close to, things fall back into place. And if you've got these role players like Ernie Clement and Davis Schneider and all them that are doing what they're doing, great.
2: I'm fine with it. It's just yeah, starting to wonder can... who the hell is going to stay with this team. <laughs> well, But if you can, I mean, if you can, for the guys that do stay up, if you can keep them because you have a, you have two extra spots on the roster for the remainder of the season. Do you not at this point? Correct. I think there's, there's two extras. So you keep those guys in. And I mean, you, you can count on the fact that Schneider is a guy that you can drop in and he's more than likely going to get you. If he's not going to get you a hit, he's almost always going to get on base. Um, and then, you know, then you've got some very interesting choices to make. Like, you know, Horowitz is making it tougher, uh, you know, he is a first baseman, so it is a little bit harder. If you bring him in, um, he has to play one, basically. Um, So, you know, Vladdy has to DH that day. So there are other pieces of that puzzle that have to come in. Whereas if you're uh, talking about Clement or you're talking about uh, Schneider, those guys can basically slot in anywhere. They're, they're, you can play them in the outfield. You can play them in the infield. So they're nice for a pinch hit. They're nice for a pinch run. Um, they're good, you know, they're just good utility players to keep up. And there's even a few guys down there that haven't even brought up that are doing just as well as those guys were and potentially yeah. could be, you know, could be, in, you know, one piece in one piece out. And I, I, I don't mind that the Jays are trying these guys. Like, I mean, I know the injuries are, are making it happen, but these are the games where you want to try these guys. Like when you're playing against Oakland and you're playing against Kansas city, if you've got the opportunity to slot a guy in, that's when you do it. You don't do it against the Rays. You don't do it against, you know, anybody that's going to, you know, give the potential to beat you up. You want to have these guys fun and loose and free and, and not feeling like if they lose this game today to Oakland, that the season's over, right. They've still got a lot of grease under the, under the tires that they can keep going.
1: It's going to be interesting to see, like, like if the season ended today, right. And you needed to get a spot back for Bichette, and matt chapman today mason mccoy is the first to go but that second person right now is a complete wild card from all these names that we were just talking about there's nothing saying it can't be kevin biggio it can't be santiago Espinal. ernie clement's playing too much right now i don't know if i can take the hot hand away kind of thing you know what i mean there's a very interesting like uh
2: cocktail of what's going on there yeah <laughs> so
1: it's that, it's crazy man. Well. and
2: it's and, and you know, it's, it. I think it speaks to, you see this with other teams too. And this is what we saw with Baltimore last year. As you saw these guys being brought up during the year, guys you'd never heard of, and you're like, oh my God, this guy's unbelievable. Oh my God, this guy's, you know, like, and it just kept bringing out another stud out of there. And it's what formed them into the team that they are now. I mean, like, you know, a couple of years ago, no one knew about any of these guys. Like, it may be a handful of, of you know, one or two. Nice um, nerd. Yeah, I mean, no one knew how good Gunnar Henderson was, though. I mean, you know, like, he flew under the oh, radar yeah. for a couple of years. And then, I mean, he could be the best third baseman to ever play baseball. He's on, uh, outrageously good. Um, yeah. But this is what,
1: how him and Jackson Holiday get along on that corner side of the infield over the next few years. Because I think yeah. Jackson Holiday could make the freaking team next year of spring. True, it's very he true. he having it that good true. of a time. Yeah. Matt Holliday's son is in, insanely good. <laughs> so... But guys, as we continue scoreboard watching, as of the standings currently with what I had laid out, we are literally a half a game out of a wild card spot right now and the Texas Rangers seem to be the one that's the lame duck all of a sudden and they are the closest to us in that striking distance piece here and like I said, they're going to be in Toronto in the near future here. So, that's going to be a very 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 important series to start. For four next games, week off. too. Yes. A four so, gamer that's in Texas. That's huge. might had to bring it. So I think it was next Tuesday, right? Or not? Yeah, yeah it starts uh, on
2: September 11th through the on 14th. The 11th through the 14th, and you've got Bassett, Ryu, Kikuchi, and Gosman throwing. Um, so yeah. I, I mean, that's That's, that is, line up. that's a that's a uh, unbelievably important series to at least at least get to win two. And you have to challenge. Correct. You You, you want to be running these guys through the gauntlet. You want them pitching. Like I watched the start of that Rangers game tonight. And kind of to your point, Craig, I feel like the Rangers, when they don't have control of their own destiny, are in trouble. Um, they seem to panic. They seem to make mistakes. Um, like Seager led the game off, I think, with a monster home run. And everyone's like, oh, here we go. And then they lose no. big. And... You know, they're a good baseball team, but they've got mental holes. And um, if you were going to, if you're going to pick on somebody and really put it on them, though, that four games could be, you know, very, very, very important in watching the, the Rangers in the taillights, you know, as they, as they fall out of the division. Yeah, it'd be nice to put the nail right in the coffin right in that series for the
1: Texas yeah. Rangers and then just continue to beat up on the Red Sox the following series and put that next one down too, because that's the nice thing about the schedule the way it laid out, guys. The two teams that are our biggest, closest wild card competitors outside of like the Houston Astros and obviously, um, I forget who was in first place, but the Rays, you know, we play them too. So, yeah. all these teams are going to be on our schedule over the next time. And uh, the only series out of those competitors that's away. From the Rogers Center is the twenty second through the twenty fourth is it at Tropicana Field, which does hurt a little bit. And the but Yankees then we have to play the Yankees right before that to end the season. Yeah. Correct, we had that we end the season in at home against the Rays. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Rays are going to be sitting pretty damn pretty too. How much are they going to really want to just run it out there for that series? It's kind of my guess. They're so far ahead in the wild card. They're going to get that first
2: seat. Unless something really catastrophic happens over the last week here or last can, few weeks here. Can we just talk about how poorly the end of this schedule is designed for a second? I, I've just yeah. looked ahead. I've looked ahead at it. And this, Whoever's responsible from this for Major League Baseball needs to be fired so shame. like come on. So on the 19th, in on the 19th, they play in New York against the Yankees. They play the 20th in New York, Yankees, 21st, Yankees, 22nd in Tampa for three, 26th at home, three more against the Yankees, 29th, three more against Tampa. Like it seems lazy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. really lazy. Like, like. <laughs> like they just assumed that the Yankees and the and the Rays would be one and two, and the Jays would be three, and that's what the battle would be right now. And, and it's put each other against each other. Super lazy.
0: Yeah. MLK. Yeah. Ben,
3: <laughs>
0: no, I'll just say boo words. That's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, that's totally words. How boo- can you Love play words. like? Oh my god, it's just oh, I. I, I mean, I'll pause. take
2: the Yankees. I, there's there, yeah. there's a couple of things that make me really happy in my life. It is the Yankees getting torched by anybody, especially the Jays. It always brings a smile to my face. Um, I also like watching the Calgary Flames get torched, like when they really get a big number put on them. I don't know why. I just do. It's just it's invigorating. But you know, I, I haven't acquired my my hatred yet for the Tampa for the Tampa Rays. And so I'm gonna be watching a lot of baseball. And I mean, you're like, duh, what, Randy or Rosarena? You seem like such a nice guy. Boo. Ah. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, no. like, who's not to like, I mean, <laughs> I guess you could, you could talk about Wander Franco, but I mean, holy that did, did that guy disappear quick. Eh, that story's yeah. gone and he's gone. Um, I, I was actually, um, it's interesting. I was doing a little reading on the, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher that this happened to uh, a couple of years ago. And, um, yeah. same thing. He went back to the DR. He had, you know, real charges pending <laughs> against him. Um, he paid his way out of it and never was seen again. Like he, he, he's, he just doesn't exist. Basically, he's he's somewhere, obviously. But baseball uh, doesn't
1: want to touch it with a ten foot pole, and I kind of don't blame him.
2: No, no, no. And and you're not going to get on. I don't think in any other league. And then as a total total aside, I don't know if you guys watch the Savannah Bananas or or keep up with the Bananas or any of the high drinks that are going on. So, Hunt Hunter Pence is basically <laughs> playing for the Bananas now. He's there. I don't know if he's moved to... to, to uh, he, I've seen him in like five games now. Johnny Damon is well, playing to be. Yeah. Johnny they Damon sport. is playing for, like for the, the Savannah Bananas.
1: Trotters of baseball now. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> yeah. Then the, the clip I saw last night was the lead singer of... Uh, is that the Backstreet Boys? In uh, sync? Backstreet Boys. One of the two of them. Um, he, was the Backstreet he sings... Boys the his, was playing. <laughs> he sings his own walk-up song and then goes up and hits the... Uh, it has his at-bat. Like, I mean, it's oh. the greatest thing. I, I, you guys, If you guys aren't out there, if you're not checking out the Savannah Bananas or something wrong with you, because it is the most fun. You get bonus points if you, if you catch a ball uh, in the outfield and you do a trick shot, you get a bonus point or an extra out or something cool like that. And there's this dude that plays short for the bananas and how this guy isn't playing Major League Baseball with his hands. He does like, he'll, he'll like catch the ball, you go through his legs backwards into his bare hand and throw the guy out and you're like wait a second did you just do that like just do that in a game while well, so, i mean i know it's harlem Goldcrowder stuff but we didn't no one paused the game for a minute so you could do that donkey stuff and you still threw the guy out their center fielder does backflips when he catches the ball it's that
1: <laughs> yeah
2: i love a game
1: like that the other night
2: yeah, sidetracked.
1: Flipped and caught the ball right before he was like mid-flip. He caught the ball. Oh, that was the other one, out. too.
2: If you if you if you run back to second base and pitch from second base, it counts as two outs if you strike the guy out. You can also, you can also, there's no bunting, but you can you can steal first at any time. So the count can be three and one. The pitch can be low and away, and I can take off for first base. It's so awesome. <laughs>
1: It's fun, so good. And um, actually, my dad's going to see him, and I wish he told me. Uh, (laughs) They're going to be in uh, Cooperstown, New York, playing at Double Day Field here in a few weeks. So hard to get tickets. Hard to get tickets. Exactly.
2: We were. We tried to see them when we were in Vegas, and and the guy kind of giggled when I sent a message to say, "Hey, are there any tickets?" He's like, "Yeah, this has been sold out for like like, months." Yeah, Um, (laughs) but it's it's working, and I mean if. The, I've I've read some stuff where they, they're talking about taking this on the road, like even outside of North America. Um, baseball is, ex- mm. if you guys don't know right now, baseball is exploding in the rest of the world right now. There's a professional league in the Czech Republic. Uh, you know, it's it's apparently it's huge. There's there's baseball all over Europe, Spain, um, Denmark. It's not um, baseball in Australia when I was there. Yeah, Australia. <laughs> Probably that that Australian pro league is is actually starting to churn out players now. Like where like a sixteen-year-old yeah, used to be a
1: weird one, like Liam Hendricks, you would get. Yeah, not.
2: right. But now you've got sixteen-year-olds that may be from a, a a really big state, like they're from Texas, and so they can't even crack the All Texas team because there's like, you know, 30 million people in Texas or wherever many there are. Um, But they're now going to places like Australia and Europe because they can get on these teams and they can, they can up their performance level. They're just getting more reps, right? They're not sitting on a bench at LSU, never touching the ball. They're going and playing pro ball at 16, 17, 18 years old. They're still going to college and stuff there. but And and to think that, that, you know, narrow-mindedly think that, that, that you're not getting as as better better schooling, I would say in most cases in Europe and in Australia than in the U.S. You know, I mean it's. I don't know what you mean. I have no idea. <laughs> I <mean, I've> <laughs> George am so
1: Carlin smart. said it best.
2: Just saying,
1: just saying. George Carlin was famous for saying that they don't want any Americans to be educated. Otherwise, people like certain presidents wouldn't get elected. Yeah, true. Sure. <laughs> so. yeah but
2: i mean it's it, baseball is you know a, a, and i deal that with this a lot like uh my boys are doing a fall ball um with the north shore twins big shout out to the twins baseball it's awesome it's been so much fun these guys have pro level coaches for 12 year old kids and they are learning so much about how the game goes past your dad coaching you it's insane um I I feel like every single time they come off their field, the field, they're different, better humans. And, um, it's something that's I I feel is specific to baseball. I I don't know that. I don't know. There's any other sport that sort of teaches you quickly how things are going to be. If you continue on in the sport, like, you know, you got to put the field to bed every night and you, you know, like if there's weeds down the third baseline, then you pull those before you leave the field. You don't, you leave it better than you got, than when you got there. Um, it's a cool it's a cool attitude and a cool way to, to to teach your kids how to you know sort of become better humans. Good shit.
1: <laughs> as we talked to coach Ken for a minute, I was like. yeah. 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 <laughs> so guys, I do want to throw it out here because as we talk here, getting we were just talking about what the schedule is for the blue Jays. there's 24 games left on the schedule. Ken, your predict- prediction was we were going to need 91 wins to get to the postseason. That's 15 more wins for where we currently sit right now out of those 24 games. Are you feeling we can pull
0: that off would be the question. Well, I, I'm still optimistic. I'm a half-class full guy. I think it can be done. Is it going to be easy looking at the last half of the season? No, it's not going to be easy. Is yeah. it doable? I yes. do think but- that that's...
1: I think that's where the, I still think they need that number. They need to be around 90, 92 wins, I think to steal that wild
2: card spot that they are going. If Jason, you guys go, you yeah, if you, I was just taking a look at it and if they can win two games, basically in every, in every four that are coming up, if they can play 500 baseball through the end, that would put them at 92 wins or so. Um And probably put them in very good stead as to do that. Now, is that possible? I say yes. I mean, you know, you're probably going to lose a couple more to the Rays than you are anyone else. Maybe. I mean, the Rays have been super hot and cold, but, you know, the Yankees are terrible. Um, so you should be able to get two of those. The These, what the, this Oakland series, you should be able to get all three. I, I can't see them. I mean, maybe, 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 but you should be able to do it. They better and do you, what they
1: did in this last 11th inning today. Then if they're going to do that, because the Oakland A's came out of nowhere today, I think surprised them a little
2: bit. Yeah. Come on um, your heels. And then, I mean, the same thing with, with the Royal series, like you've got to come out swinging. You've got to take control of that series. You've got to take the first game for sure. And then, you know, if you can try and take two the whole way through, which is, and that'd be a good t-shirt. Um, but I think it's very they, uh, doable. They have they have a tough schedule, but it's very doable to take two every four games.
1: Yeah. Mr. Cub said that the best though. Let's play two. Yeah. Let's play two. <laughs> <laughs> play two. Makes so sense. but yes, yeah, so the funny thing is you had mentioned the Oakland A's and how they've been playing lately, even though they're Ironic, they are the one of the only teams in Major League Baseball that's uh, mathematically eliminated at this point already. <laughs> They're Kansas City Royals being the other. Um, White Sox? Uh, uh, Washington Nationals <laughs> and the Colorado Rockies are the others. <laughs> Go ahead, oh,
0: Not even the White Sox? I thought the White Sox would have been figured out.
1: No, the White the Sox, Sox are, are actually online. ahead of. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Basically, it's going to be in the next day or so if they lose. <laughs> they're, you know, like I said, there's 20, did I say 24 games left? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're 23 and a half games behind on the wild card, So they're tipping on the edge right now. Okay. So the Royal.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping.
2: The Royals have 40 the Royals have 43 wins. The A's have 42 wins. So they're the bottom of the Central and the AL West. And then the Yankees, this mm. is just to show you the difference between the AL East and everything else. The Yankees are at the bottom of the AL East with 68 wins. Okay. So if they were in the central, If they were in the central, <laughs> they'd be in second place. If they were in the, yeah. the West. Uh, they well, they'd be in third, fourth, National but, League West, right? Yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy.
1: <laughs> in case you didn't think our division was good, just saying, yeah, it's uh, cool.
2: it's unreal. And yeah. it cool.
1: now we're taking those, a few of those divisions when you're not looking at like the craziness that's going on with the Ronny, Ronald Acuna show in Atlanta, and
2: <laughs> that Ronald Acuna <laughs> stuff, stuff like is, is getting out of control, like. He made me go and look up like five or six stats over the weekend just because I was curious about, you know, number of bases stolen in a, in a season, like like most stolen in a season. And all these other all right. sort of micro stats that come of what, you know, Ronald Acuna is doing here, which, you know, for lack of a better term, is it's batshit is what it is. It's, yeah. you know, bat. He's the, um, yeah. He's the first pit,
1: first player in Major League Baseball history to have 30 home runs and 60 stolen bases in a season. It's nuts.
2: And he's still got 24 games. He's still got 24 (laughs) games.
1: Well, the reason you usually have these conversations of why somebody can only be 30-30 like we saw with Jose Canseco when he was a Blue Jay and things like that is because when you hit home runs, you don't have the opportunity to steal a damn base. No. That just shows you how much he gets on base. It's crazy. (laughs) He is doing the Billy Bean model 100%. He gets on base. He's playing money ball. (laughs) So... It's slightly obnoxious what that gentleman is doing in Atlanta. But to that point, that's the best team in baseball. It and is. you can see why.
2: He so. looks, and he looked like, I mean, is, has anybody ever had more fun than he's having right now? Like, I mean, <laughs> come on. He's la- like, I mean, he's he's just having a great time out there. Yeah.
1: I thought it was really cool that, uh, you know, Canadian Freddie Freeman, I don't know if you all saw this video, but he stole his 60th base against the Dodgers the other night in L.A. <laughs> Um, after the game, they did a video, uh, Freddie Freeman had the base. He stole, he went out, pulled it out of the field, brought it backstage or whatever into the dugouts. And I guess he called the other clubhouse and said, Hey, Ronald, come over here for a second. I got a present for you. And he presented him with the base yeah, and he autographed it and took it home with him. I don't know if he sent it to Cooperstown for the first little bit here or what, but he gave it to Ronald Acuna to hold up to keep. I thought that was a really classy act from, uh, Gentlemen like Freddie Freeman. He so. is a
2: class act. <laughs> Freddie Freeman's a class act. Adopted Canadian.
0: Yes. So,
1: anyways, guys, I want to talk. Like I said, we have the series here coming up and I lost it. Um, obviously, we're going to be playing Oakland in the next few days. I want to talk to you about how you're feeling going into those last two games of that series because tomorrow, if it can come up, uh, we have Chris Bassett on the mound, and then we have uh, Mr. Ryu um, on the mound. So, Ken, what do you think in the next couple of days in Blue Jay baseball? Are you liking the odds? Even I like the I like, stacking yeah. lately. Yes,
0: I like it. I know Bassett's been playing really well. He's one of our best pitchers right now. I think uh, based on the stats that you see, he's like the most winningest pitcher that we have, um, mm-hmm. aside from Cosman as well. Of course, Cosman's there. But I, I'm just thinking that, yeah, we have to really build the momentum for this one. Like, I think, you know, if we can not have to make it, uh we don't want drama during these next two games. We just want to win it comfortably, you know, give give our key players enough time just to get a little bit more rest to get a little bit more you know reps before we bring them back in when we need them. So I'm feeling pretty good so far with Oakland. So uh let's hope that uh, we don't shoot ourselves in the foot.
1: Yeah. Last seven games for Bassett, he is three and two a three point five ERA, and that's for seven starts. So that's pretty good. So um Jason what are you thinking? I'm actually
2: looking forward to Ryu getting it fully back in form he's on that really one. He's good. been pretty lights yeah. out. I mean, he's yeah. he looks he looks great. Um you know, again, he he I think this speaks to how the Jays sort of look in general right now. He looks like he's having fun. Like he he looks like he's going out there, he's throwing the ball hard, he's getting the calls that he would, you know, in some cases he may not get a call like that, but I feel like the Jays have got it figured out a little bit. They went through a little bit of a stretch there where there was a lot of, you know, sort of looking back at the ump and questioning calls and, and just sort of generally, you know, questioning what was happening because you can't say that the umping was great. It wasn't, the umping was, was garbage for a while there and still, you know, there's still some guys that, that don't do a good job, but I feel like even, and, and, you know, I think this speaks directly to a guy like Vladdy too. Like you'll see him get a borderline call where he would turn his head around and look at the ump and, you know, kind of shake the dreads. And, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. not, not, not to that, not to that (laughs) level, but, but he, you know, just that sort of disrespect. And then later on in the game, you see another call and you're like, well, that's just because you turned around, like you can't do that. And so what I feel like, and I feel like Vladdy and George uh, Springer, especially are, they're asking questions. I, I don't know. Like I'm watching the game, and a lot of times when the inning ends, you'll see Springer come running out of the dugout, and he'll like sort of make a cut by the umpire, and you can see that they're interacting. Like, like was that ball high? Was that you know where what you know what were you thinking? And, he, and you can see the um, you know, he'd be like, "I thought it was high. I thought it was up here. I thought it was out." And he's like, "Okay," and runs One out. One thing to get feedback is not the there to be a dick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent.
1: So, But um, I do want to mention the fact that Hyunjin Ryu is like, he's only thrown 29 innings as a Blue Jay this year, and he's got a 1.5 ERA. And I think yeah. the thing that's the most ridiculous thing is the fact that in those innings, he struck out nearly as many batters as he's pitched innings. Yeah, That's not... Yeah. Yeah. Typical Hyunjin Ryu, and I think he had his most recent start, was his roughest. And it didn't look like the curveball was moving quite as much as it was the last few starts. So I'm looking forward to seeing what it will be like in the heat in Oakland tomorrow and on Wednesday when he's pitching. So I maybe think to he have adjusted well, too. To bring to it. Correct. Yeah, I
2: think even though he was struggling a bit, I think he adjusted really well to how the ball was not moving. And I think that's been right. one of Ryu's strongest points since coming back. And I noticed it with Bassett the other night. He wasn't hitting his spots and he just sort of, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to reset where I put my foot here on the mound, even or where I'm starting my motion from. And it started to work. He was starting to get those calls. And so I feel like the Jays are playing smart baseball right now and they're going to need it because you know, the, the, some of the teams they've got coming up, you're going to have to outsmart them. You're going to have to out baseball them. Um, you know, they're going to try and out muscle you and do other things like that. And if the Yankees are still, you know, circling the bowl, when that cut, I mean, all they're going to try and do is hit home runs. So, I mean, if you're smart enough and your pitchers are good enough, you know, and you can induce a bunch of ground balls, those could be some really low numbered games Um where you're just not getting anything that's hit out of the infield, and we have the we have the staff to do it. Like I was disappointed in the pitches that Barrios threw through to um, those two home runs today. I mean, why bother? You're playing Oakland. Why bother? Let the guy walk. Who cares? Yeah. Get the next guy or throw the pitches that you've been getting the ground balls and the strikes on. Don't don't try and do something that that you don't need to do. And he did it twice. That that second curveball. I mean, I feel like. A kid for like a kid from my boys' team, I could have hit that thing out. Like, you know, it's, it, On it's that a note, bad pitch. And Barrios
1: in the last couple that's been Barrios the last couple starts. I think his, um, oh, I can't say ego, but his uh, confidence has been riding so high all season. And you can see why. Yeah. But he gets in that account and he goes, I got this.
2: And then he yeah. hangs one and, it's like shit
1: <laughs> so well, you can see it too were only both solo the, the, shots. he was best
2: <laughs> the uh the replay the first look as soon as it hits the bat he's like like he knew it was gone and he, you know it's it's bad you know it's oh well whatever
1: it's a game of yeah. adjustments just like you said with ryu who um his apparently adjusted well seeing he's got a exactly 1.0 whip over his last 30 days here in the his first month back, and I think it said he had like a 1.89 batting average against him. So, so it's like, okay, Jeez. sign me up. That was the best for any Blue Jay pitcher over that time frame, too, by the way.
2: Yeah. And I feel like Gosman, not, not to go away from Ryu, but I feel like Gosman pitched well. Um, and I feel like we're starting to see some really good things from him. Bassett's been hit or miss. Um, I feel like he's yeah. got the potential to really shut down if he can just figure his own noodle out, I think that he can really end this season strong and it could be a a real difference maker. And I think Ryu's in this exactly the same category. If he can get his, his off-speed stuff or his, his spinning stuff to start spinning, right. He's almost untouchable. I mean, he, he doesn't have good spin right now when he's still almost untouchable. So imagine if he got those spins going, Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it looks really good on the Jays for, for moving into that stretch run.
1: Yeah. So let's say Matt Chapman returns in the week here, guys, which is what it's starting to sound like. I, like I said, there's no official news on it or anything, but they keep having too many positive things for it not to have some, you know, (laughs) fire to that actual smoke signal going up. Um. Obviously, he's getting back in this lineup and hopefully he picks up where he left off where he was actually starting to trend back toward the April type player that he was um, and starting to show at least hitting the hard line drives. You hit enough hard line drives, something good will happen. Um, How do you think this lineup is going to look when you start getting those guys back? (laughs) Because right now this has been a kind of a weird hot podge of uh, fun lately. Um, I think they said we had the thirteenth, uh thirteenth or fourteenth different lineup for the first like in the last few months, kind of thing. Yeah. So it doesn't shock me. <laughs> but what are you thinking? I guess I think we can only get yeah. hotter. If we get some of these bats back, but well,
0: yeah, you know, I mean we, 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 we should, should expect them. fifth spot. Right. Yeah, we can <laughs> expecting them to pick up where they left off now with Chapman, like, so he's he's coming off the injury. Like, I'm sorry, when did he get injured? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago? Yeah. Okay. So He dropped a good.
2: weight. He, he was in the weight room, and he jammed his finger in between a weight and a, and the, the rack. And it, he played on it. He sat out two. He played two, yeah? And then they were like, it's, uh, I think he probably burst the finger open or ripped the finger open again, and that's why he, they're just like, no, we're just going to let it heal and, you know, He's fine. He can throw the ball. He's you know, I think he could be out there playing. They just want to make sure that it heals fully. Um need him for the stretch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We we need we need hey. Bat Chapman. That was what they called him like that, that the early part of the season. Chapman. Chapman. So I, <laughs> I want that guy back, right? If you're not gonna resign Kelly Gruber like I suggested last week for that fan, <laughs> you know, who's who made that comment. Uh I don't know him. I think yeah. i heard he's especially handsome. But aside from that, there it is. You know, <laughs> <laughs> i want i want bat chapman handsome he says <laughs> me the batman
2: so yeah i mean it, it's know. i feel like there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts that are gonna like Bichette coming back chapman coming back those two create their own problems and then you've got you know the potential of belt coming back as well like i mean i i think he's probably only going to be out a game or two um but yeah. You know, obviously Bo goes back to short, Chapman goes to three, you know, I think you probably want to keep Schneider at two, yeah, would be that's my guess, to. and then, you know, then Whit plays the outfield, Varsho plays the outfield, Springer plays the outfield, um, I mean, I don't think you see too much deviance from that, I, I think probably Horowitz goes back down, uh, and then... Whether they keep Ernie Clement up or they maybe even try and bring somebody else up who's been doing well, just to give them a just to give them some some reps at the major league level, um, I think that's probably yeah. how things shake out.
1: I think, unfortunately, Horowitz is going to be the one that goes down, as much as I do love having somebody that's left-handed like him, that yep, can come in yep. late in the game and just dump the ball if he needs yep. to, because the I, I've been kind of comparing him to John Olrude with the style of hitter that he is, since yep. I saw him for the first time. It's a lefty that just slaps the ball really damn hard, and he's going to run into enough of them that go over the fence, and just to put that out there, in the last month he's hit five home runs between A and the Blue Jays right now, so he has found a home run stroke lately, so you've got to ride that a little bit to have some fun, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting. But like I said, Mason McCoy, who's uh, scored two runs as a pinch runner over the last mm-hmm. couple of days, I think is the first to oh. go. But that next person after that, when you, like said, you get that Chapman or Bouchette or the alternative there, um, that's going to be the interesting part here. And I'm honestly wondering with everything going on, do they maybe take one of the pitchers and send them down?
2: Could do now. Somebody, somebody <laughs> brought this up, and I don't know what the actual answer to this is. Is Manoa pitching right now at all?
1: Not that I've seen. I was actually just seeing him um, on Twitter hanging out with kids at the Buffalo Bison's ballpark. I think he's still work. I think he's technically on the roster right now, but he's not been scheduled to start yet, or something stupid like that. I was trying to find it too. I
2: mean, it but is, I think he's
1: done for the year. Does no one else think that this is training? Mister Manoa?
2: Yeah. Like does no one else think that this is odd. Like he, 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 you know, they brought him back way too fast. And then, you know, that it's, it's, I I feel like it's, I, I feel like there's something underlying. I feel like it's something you know, and I don't want to disparage or, 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 you know, or make stuff up. But I mean, you know, you start to think, is it, you know, is it, is it booze? Is it drugs? Is it, you know, is it something to that effect where they're just, you know, they're 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 like you need to just gas it for the rest of the season. Um, I, I would feel terrible honestly, if it was, but I mean,
1: honestly, it feels very similar to um, what they did with Nate Pearson to me last year.
2: Yeah, you're right
1: because he was on and off hurt. They got to that point where it's like, well, we could ramp him up, or do you just want to keep him you know, working on a program and building him up for next year? And that's what they did with Nate Pearson last year. And we saw plenty of positive to that, why that worked out very well. Um, he's still pitching really well in AAA too, by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's another name that we might see before the end of the season here too, because maybe he figured out that last piece to where we saw Nate Pearson be solid for a month, and then he kind of, got into some funk and needed that extra piece out of it, right? Yeah. was in that funk and he's entrenched in that funk. (laughs) Whatever they need to do. I say just let him do whatever he needs to do at the end of the year here. And maybe he gets in one or two more starts with the Buffalo Bisons at the end of the year and just moves on. Because the other thing is too the bisons in the minor league playoffs start a lot earlier. Than the net, the baseball hall or the major league baseball levels playoffs. So they're getting close. I think they're within the last two weeks of the schedules left. right now. I'd have to look for the triple-A schedule, but it's something like that.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I think that, and it's it's interesting because I don't look at anybody else's I don't look at anybody's roster, but just from listening to some of the games, I mean, that's this is what every team's facing right now. Every team is not fully healthy every team is trying to get some guys some action at the major league level and as the teams get worse that's where you're seeing it I mean they're more than willing to sit a guy to bring a guy up if you're Kansas City so I mean the one positive that you can sort of look at especially with this KC series coming up is who knows who's gonna be who knows who's gonna be playing third or who's gonna be playing short or whatever I mean they're willing to take a chance but again I haven't looked at any of their rosters but I mean, you can really have some games where you could you could be explosive and have some real fireworks based on the fact that you don't have a major league lineup, which is what the let's also say that what the Jays have done in the last 10 days with this lineup is stupid. It's they should not be able to do it. For a team who doesn't, you know, like when you when you talk about, oh, who's got the best farm team? Who's got the best system? Who's got the most studs? And the the Jays are, are hardly ever mentioned in that. We brought everybody up and they were like, okay, now there's nobody. And they're starting to figure out that there's a lot more dudes down there than, than maybe even Major League Baseball was giving the Jays credit for. um I like that we keep getting really surprised by the level of player that's coming up. And I think it speaks to, the um, the internal organization of the Jays really doing a good job getting these these guys comfortable enough that when they do get the call, it's not you know they're they're not it's not a Cinderella story. They 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 act like they've been there before. They get up there and you know they'll go two for three and and you know they're not dancing around on second base. They they, they make it. They look like they've that was their twentieth double of the season in the majors, right? Yeah.
0: Well, let me ask you this, guys. So, um, okay, so my question is so you know, you guys were talking earlier, and aside from Schneider and the other guys are stepping up, and we're gonna be getting our, our, our regulars coming back soon. But I guess the hypothetically, I'm just gonna throw it throw it out there. What if Horowitz, Clement, and all these guys that we we're expect that, that we're glad they're filling in the holes, but what if they're holding your Schneider where they're actually performing? Do you do you still bring them out or do you kind of let them run? until they start to normalize, and then you put the, our, our go-to guys there, right? It's almost like a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. But at the same time, you know, we are, you know, our, our guys that were uh, waiting to come back, we are paying them a lot more money as well, right? So do you, does, is it worth keeping them on the bench if these young upstarts here are just killing it and, and producing for us? What are your thoughts?
1: I'm, a, I'm all for the hot hands at the end of the day. And I'm sorry to say if Matt Chapman comes out and plays two stinkers right off the bat, I might be giving him a day off and seeing what these kids can do for one more day and see whether I can play with it. But you got to give the you know, you got to give your all star guys a chance to come back and do what they were doing. And we, like I, we had mentioned a minute ago, Chapman was trending at the plate back in the right direction. And I'm sorry to say, I don't care what the hell that play that Kevin Biggio dove for today at third base. I don't
2: want Kevin Biggio playing third base. <laughs> no, no. No, you don't. So. I mean, I think that, that, you know, I agree with you about the hot hand. The problem with baseball is that has never been the case. Um, When a guy is healthy and they come back, he just goes right back into the lineup. It doesn't matter if he's hitting 125. He goes back in because he's earned that spot. And it's and again, it's it's one of the probably one of the most deflating things about baseball. Um, I I had a friend who had a kid in the Orioles organization uh, and he played first base. And I mean, Chris Davis was going nowhere like that guy had a, a one of the richest, longest contracts there was. And so he knew Chris Davis would have to get hit by a bus for him to even get a sniff. And he played a couple of years in there um, just below their major league team. You know, and he, he, you can try and reinvent yourself and move over to third or move out to the outfield or anything like that. But the problem with baseball, and this is kind of, you know, we're starting to see changes in this. We're starting to see teams take a chance on somebody and leave them there. And like Craig was saying, follow that hot hand, but it's few and far between like, if you're, you know, if you're in the, in the Jays system and Springer goes down and you go up and you, you do well, when George Springer comes back, he tips his cap to you and says, thanks buddy. Enjoy the flight back to Buffalo. You know, like, like there's no question for some players that they're going back into the lineup and it sucks. But I mean, there's been lots of times where dudes come up and you're like, who is this guy? And then you never see them again. And you're like, How's that even possible? Like, how can somebody cash lightning in a bottle for that amount of time? And then they're gone forever. And then you're like, oh, there he is. He turned up on the Milwaukee Brewers two years later. And you're like, oh, I remember that guy. He was good. I liked him. And, you know, exactly. because I'm, you know, I can't, I can only really follow the Jays. I, I try to dig in on other teams. And when I like a guy, you know, I, I try and make sure I keep my eye on him if I can. But, like, even there's a guy who played for the Seas. Um, his name is uh, Damiano Palmageria. He's from Surrey, B.C. And we watched him a number of times play for the Canadians. And I guess he's up with the Jays right now and crushing it, which, you know, is awesome. I mean, that's what you want is you want these guys to move through the system and be successful. But, I mean, you know, is, is Schneider going to be, you know, next year is Schneider going to be as good as Schneider is? I mean, who knows? He, he's he's the, the kind so of guy I'd bet on right though. now. That
1: would be the difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the work ethic that I would take it a plot. I do, if you had to make me a bet, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against uh, Schneider at all right, right now. Right,
0: right. So. Yeah. What I love about him is also his fans love wearing, wearing the mustache in the, in the stands. That, those are my favorites. <laughs> yep.
1: So, Stash players. I guess that's, um, yeah. So I guess that's kind of to the point, guys, unless there's any topics you want to bring up before we do picks to click. As long no. as
2: did Ken win again? Oh, I wasn't here. No, was I, here? I was here. I, I I'm hoping not though. because
1: he, we carried over his Davis Schneider pick. <laughs> so who are um, the other? So last last week I had Ernie Clement. You had Whit Merrifield. Ken had Davis Schneider, and we had Vladdy for the guest pick last week. So Jesus, who wins it? Ernie um, Clement. I think I have to because here's this point. I'm just going to drop this out here because this is the week that Ernie Clement had. He got into 22 at-bats. He got into six games, as we were talking about. So that's the whole slate of games for the Blue Jays over last week. He scored four runs, nine hits, a triple, a home run, and five RBIs. Hey, he week. you
2: 409. That was now, the
1: most hits of any Blue Jay last week.
2: Okay, well, here, I've got I've, I've got <laughs> some – I've. Now, Whit Merrifield may not have done, you know, like he may not have made the line, but. He had the third most hits last week. Yeah, I can say, I'm just looking. He hit 400 in his last 10 games. He's hit 400. He has um, yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. He has 10 hits in his last 10 games. Yeah.
1: So all those Blue Jays out of our picks that click last week had at least six hits in the games last week. Jeez, Louise! <laughs> Davis Schneider being the lowest on that, but he had th- you know th- four of those uh,
2: six hits were for extra bases. Crazy! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who gets this one. I mean, I need a win here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't
1: know what to do on this one. Like I said, there's enough things that point we may have me, to burn this. Like guys said that. Uh, I might have to, have to, but we may yeah, have to pull it, this we'll put it up on the poll and see what happens with everybody. All <laughs> All right, Unfortunately, do i do makes it.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. Put it so, up there. Let's see.
1: <laughs> oh, here, I'll be this person and you you guys tell me. I'll share my screen here because this is the last week in Toronto Blue Jays baseball. And yeah, like I said, it's not terribly blatant, but no matter how any way I slice it, my guy of Ernie Clement here is me going with my hometown boy here. He ends up being on the top of most of the things except for the home runs. He is tied with Davis Schneider because Davis Schneider's right here, five RBIs. Like I said, four extra base hits, but then you got five RBIs for Clement, three two extra base hits, nine hits versus six hits. Whit Merrifield's in the dead middle of the two of them with eight hits, two extra bases.
2: I RBIs, think It's a no win, but he stole up. some
1: bases. So it was like a drop? draw. Yeah,
2: yeah, put it. No, we put it up. Everybody. We put it up on the poll, <laughs> and we see what the uh, the Googleverse, yeah. the
1: the
0: interwebs. There you go. Interwebs and... Intrawebs. i always that...
2: trusted the interwebs.
0: Either that, or everyone gets a point, so we all get a win on that day.
2: You no, know, if that's, I don't get a good like vote I'd rather a be. Point. I'd rather have the internet tear us <laughs> apart for a week.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> one wins. There we no go. No one
2: wins. You all suck.
1: Let me tell you why. I. <laughs> so on that note, seeing Ken wasn't here last week, I'm going to let him pick first then. So Ken, what are you thinking?
0: Ooh, okay. So I don't well, want to pick Vladdy, that... would, Vladdy would be off the board because
1: we don't have a guest this week. So.
0: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to pick someone that uh, I haven't picked in a while, but I've actually been happy with the way he's been performing lately. I mean, he's okay, but uh, I think we'll go with the Maple Leaf this time. There it is, Mr. Kirk. Well, he's gonna play. He'll play every game. Yep.
1: Yes, because uh, they're gonna want to keep Tyler Heineman out of as many games as they yep. possibly can. Yeah. Um, he'll he'll definitely play one of those games with six games in a row the next few days, though, or yep. a couple of
2: them maybe. But he won't stay in the whole game probably. Uh, Mr. Lyons, what are you thinking? I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, somewhere where I feel like I haven't gone all year. Maybe once all year. Uh, I I am gonna take Dalton Verscho because I think Varsh show is going to have a big week. I was going to maybe go back to backs with wit because he's going back to KC, but, uh, um, I'm sticking with the Varsh, the Varsh show. Yeah. You've only picked him once and it was like in the seventh week of the season. Yeah. And I regretted so it ever since.
1: <laughs> so, being the person that I am, I am going to ride her in Clement. See, I didn't technically win, I can carry him over, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. I thought about picking Clement. I was like, "No, no, I don't want to. I know what you guys said last time cuz I was like, "Oh, stop. pick someone else who you haven't thought of." That uh, you know, yeah. see their last few games and that they're just going to repeat it. The following week is just try to pick someone else." So, I was like, "Okay, I'll pick someone." Else. I normally wouldn't do that ken but
1: right now with the way he's been playing. I can't Argue with that, and he is from Rochester, New York, where I haven't yeah. been from. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna ride the hometown hero for the time being. There you go. There you go. <laughs> as
0: you as long as we all win, as long as the Jays win, where I, I currently live in
1: where I used to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. As long as
0: the Jays are winning, I don't really care who all the different players individually win. I'm like, as long as the team wins, I'm happy.
1: Yep. So on that note, um, I think Ken and I agreed before uh, the game that I'm going to be up in Toronto with him somewhere in the ballpark. So if anybody wants to direct message to us to the bird watching GC, maybe we can hang out and have a beer. All are welcome, and then I will be joining the. Uh, I won't be in the show, but I'm going to be there hanging out with the. the Fans and everybody from the uh, Walk-Off podcast and Craig Ballard of the Locked on Jays podcast are hosting a bit called Baseball Town at the Comedy Bar in Toronto. It's um, going to be s- Sunday evening, the 10th, same day I'll be at the ball game with Ken, and that's um, on Danforth Avenue. So if you happen to be down there, and go get those tickets and join a bunch of Blue Jays cohorts and podcasters and apparently a few players. Only confirmed one right now is uh, Jay Jackson's going to be there, but... Ooh. Jay Jackson's a fun guy, so that'll be fun.
0: Good I'm deal.
1: disappointed I have to miss it. Mm-hmm. I will be there yeah. in spirit.
0: <laughs> there we
2: go.
1: We'll get you there on some point, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I, I know. said, as soon as you tell us when you're coming, I'll make sure I get to the ballgame.
2: Yeah, me too. I, you know, I, I think that we're uh we're we're looking at a couple of different options for possibly trying to get out that way. Um so yeah, thank
1: Ken's stay there tuned. already, kind of, and I'm
2: only three hours,
1: three and a half hours away, so it can be do. Yeah, it can <laughs> so, be done. Yeah. Anyways, well, thank you very much, Blue Jays fans. Thank you for the few comments we got in the comments section this evening. And we'll talk to you next Monday. And we'll be, like I said, it'll be a day after I, we happen to be at the ball game, So that'll be more fun than goofing around to share. And obviously, if you miss our live shows here on YouTube or wherever you happen to be watching it from, make sure you get your wherever you can listen to your podcast and pleasures from. We are Jaybird Watching, the official podcast of fanside.com, jaysjournal.com. And... Not that,
0: that it. We'll
1: see you next Monday.
0: Ready? One, two, three. Let's Woo! go, Blue Jays! Woo! Mookie Wilson. Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch at BirdwatchingGC and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining to our Patreon at patreon.com/slash/BirdwatchingGC.